the USL show, also known as The View for Soccer. I gave a very pro wrestling heel turn, I'm sorry you were offended apology. The US military discussing what a Naruto run is for the Area 51 raid. I feel angry. to the usl show brought to you by a bevy of people let me try and do this from memory roughneck scarves is still here our longtime sponsor if you need scarves if you want to find scarves for your favorite usl or mouse team because they're the official sponsors of said leagues roughneckscarves.com go check them out thanks again guys also joining us my friend and yours icarus fc um they make maybe some of the best custom kits in this country right now i'm a little biased because i know the guy but it's good stuff if you need a kit uh for your league for your function for your podcast for your whatever go check them out icarusfc.com or uh, anywhere on the social media is icarusfcphl another wonderful sponsor and hey bgn.fm beautiful game network of podcast there's 95 of them i'm still not mad at brian cook for starting a podcast a year after we were trying to get him on to do this one permanently thank you so much for asking but if you want to find brian's podcast you can it's no means soccer and a bevy of other podcasts mostly about usl teams but there's some mls there's a wonderful women's soccer podcast called the mix zone uh league one funds there if if you want to find it at soccer you can go do that Hi everybody! I'm your I'm your host, your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster, your favorite cheesemonger's favorite cheesemonger, uh, your favorite USL communications director's least favorite DM, Evan Valella. Joined by a couple of my soccer friends, uh, the wavyest man in the St. Louis metropolitan area, and um, hangouts revivalist Phil Grooms is here. Giving it a shot. It's been difficult. Yeah. It's hey, not would, perfect. Would you say a hangouts revivalist is like a Seventh Day Adventist, but. <laughs> for the 21st century right like yeah it's, it's so 2019 to bring back you know well, hangouts it is so last year to bring back something <laughs> you're right speaking of bringing things back i guess he's here too it's pony oh that's a short and disappointing intro oh but we're here short I, that, disappointing life isn't it that, yeah that basically <laughs> sums me up pretty well right hmm uh, he won't stop going to school, and no, you can't make him. Ryan Allen is here. Hi, yeah, still in uh, grad school. Yeah, still going. <laughs> Maybe try to get Ryan to finish your degree or what have you. I'm projecting now. It's fine. After this, I'm done with school. I damn it! I thought I'd have a go. Um, hey guys, we did a we did a thing. We usually do a thing, but we did a thing, and it looks different this year. We filled out a, a tier list, and we have an aggregate. Now, I, I think uh, you, you can find this over on our Twitter. I'm sure we'll post it various other places, too, if you want to find it as well. Um, the way these tier lists work, if, if, you, if, if you don't know, it's S-A-B-C-D-E. Top rank is S. Low rank is E. Um Gentlemen, I, I think the way we should do this is start at the low tier because there seem to be a fair bit of similarities between us here uh, and then work our way up. But before we actually get into what teams are where, what, what are these tiers? So, I mean, there's an easy joke for everyone to make, so feel free. But uh, what is E tier according to your friends at the USL show? 
uh, USL one, United USL League one. Mm. Mm-hmm. Is that agreed on by everyone pretty much? Uh, it sure looks it, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just the significantly below average teams, the ones that have almost no hope of playoffs. Well, the the easier joke was that uh, it's just MLS two sides, isn't it? It's most of them, at least. Sides that need a rebrand. Well, yeah. Or sides that recently rebranded. There really should not be any surprises as to who we think are the are the uh, runts of the litter, but I will list them off. None of these are in order. I'm literally just reading them from left to right on our on our tier list. This is not. We didn't like. This is not. Oh, Los Dos are the high end of tier E, but I mean they very well could be. so, LA Galaxy 2, Sporting Kansas City 2, Atlanta United 2, Philadelphia Union 2, Kill Me, Portland Timbers 2, and the Tacoma Defiance. Um, yeah, yeah, listen, you know, anytime you have an academy kid leave for a better USL sign, it's not going to be great. Hmm. And actually, that's true for a lot of these teams. <laughs> it's, yeah, I was going to say, I've, I can think of a couple at least. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot of the MLSC sides that you'll always see players who are going to get sacrificed in the colony for the mothership. Yeah, and and I mean it's just like with um with Philly and um, Portland seem to have been doing it for a while. Tacoma as well, maybe Atlanta. Like all these all these teams also seem to be the ones that aren't afraid to bring in dudes that literally no one's ever heard of and see if they have anything for a year. You know, um, which is fine. And like everyone's done that before, but um, there's a certain level of like not caring about like roster continuity that I think really bites these teams at points. Among other things. Well, yeah. That I won't repeat for the millionth time. Um, yeah, so I mean, there, again, there's really not a whole lot to go off of for these clubs. They're fine. Like, if you like watching live soccer and they're in town, great. <laughs> there's live soccer. Um, but it, I mean, these are in no way, shape, or form teams that are going to inspire anybody to um, A, really get attached to them, or, or B, uh, think they're going to be anything special. Maybe Los Dos are fun just because they don't usually play defense, but. Yeah, I mean LA too, and I think uh, Portland could make it. Portland could make it go out at the open. Okay, Sporting Kansas City. We still remember in the last five years they've represented. They've made it the finals twice. Yeah, they could turn it back around, but horse of a different name. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're both. Third. I could see one of them like sneaking into that tenth spot, though. Mm. Um, moving upward, D tier. Uh. What are these teams? The irrelevant pool. Okay. All right. I mean, I disagree on on one. Yeah, I think that's, that's the biggest difference of any of us. Oh, great. Okay. Well, I'm I'm prepared to talk about it. So, um, yeah, the the D tier. Um, which pony things are the irrelevant teams? I think there's some fun to be had with these rosters and and these sides. Me too. Um, 
but yeah, I, like again, this is the, we're still we're not into the into the nice creamy center of the league yet. The we're thing about this of, is that it, yeah. it's not necessarily irrelevant. It depends on the playoff number, which I assume is staying the same, which is way I, yeah, way I too big. Yeah. yeah. So I guess you could say it's like that Birmingham last year here. Yeah. The True. 2019 Legion tier. Oh, God. So, like, any of these teams in, in row D, like, they should be happy if they slip in kind of like Birmingham, basically. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But they could. This is the, like, happy if you're competitive all throughout the year tier. Promotions to stay relevant tier. <laughs> Couldn't afford. Do, do well enough this year so that we can put you in tier C next year tier. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> Wait till 2021. Yeah, yeah, the 2021 tier. This I mean, is- outside of Loudon and RGV, and obviously the latter of those may lose that, they're, these are basically the kind of low-end independent clubs. That's, mm. Yeah, that's definitely a better way to title this tier for sure. Yeah. Uh, like Ryan mentioned two of them. It's Vegas, Memphis, Colorado Springs, Hartford, Loudon United, and uh, Rio Grande Valley. Uh, guys, I listen... You have a lot to talk about in this one because you have three teams you liked in this group. I have a team that I really like and then two others that I'm like, I didn't mean to do that. Um, one of those teams, Vegas, I didn't mean to do that. That was my fault. Uh, the one that I'm actually a little weird, a little surprised to see this low is the Colorado Springs switchbacks. Mm. Uh, Alan Coach has done many, many, many good things. Uh, he will continue to do them. They only have 20 players in their roster right now, which is a little low. Um, and by that, I mean, is is pretty low. But, like, Jordan Bird's here. Um, like, Mamadi Kamara, I think, is an interesting name that no one's ever heard of. Like, George Labesa is another one. Aiden Daniels is here, and I like him a lot. Like, Nikki Jackson, Christian Bluski. I think they have some nice pieces up front, um, Austin DeWing is kind of an interesting one. Uh, Luke Ferreria is another interesting guy. Like they have some good names. They brought in two of the kids from the Rapids. They have a, a Sean Melvin who's in from the Whitecaps on a free. Um, you know, who has your number one goalkeeper as a 25 year old is is not that bad. Um, he was with Fresno, uh, and then you know went back to Vancouver. So. They have guys like this is not as barren as a roster as I thought they were last year. Again, like it's only 20 people and that's a little weird, but I think they're tapping into kind of the right sort of market for what they want to be. Um, and Alan, if, if nothing is, is a good USL coach and he's done it on both, you know, on both coasts, quote unquote, but in both conferences, um, and I, I like a fair bit of the pieces they brought in. They have Andre Lewis who's a, a midfield attacker from Jamaica who came in from Portmore United who made a little bit of noise uh what was it last week or this this weekend that just passed um and they produced a, a good number of MLS guys Corey Burke is from there um so it'll be interesting they got um Corey Moto from Fresno so I you know I'm excited to see what they can do I am and too. they're gonna be a defensive-ish team and that'll probably help them Maybe so. I just, I like to think back because now he's on a talent level at or below the Whitecaps 2 team that he used to coach. So 
that team looked really good at times and they weren't working yeah. with anything terribly special. So he might be a good coach. He might be better than, than we've one been. Very special piece with the white caps too. Yeah. <laughs> but he wasn't, he wasn't that guy yet. He was, he's still tearing up with Munich right now. And <laughs> it remains to be seen if Colorado Springs still has that or, or will it have a player like that? But I put them in my, uh, bottom tier is the only uh independent side that i placed in my personal rankings down in uh e what if they loan in alfonso davies <laughs> well then they become like an a tier team immediately. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> the thing about the so i was the trying to give experiment i was yeah. trying to give nice things to say about them and it's like that and and uh Koch and the yeah. good players you're talking about evan but like yeah. the the two really bad things um steve trichu they're previous coach from last year and years and years before that um, was talking and he's kind of been, he's not been nice to his previous organization. Sure. He was, he was saying on the, this is silly podcast that, um, that they would send rapids players up. And we've talked about this before, how mm. they got really bad rapids players and they had no choice who they got and they needed to fill their roster out. And all they got was stuff that wasn't up to the USL level. And so, and they were counting on that. They were expecting right, that to get them right. through. So that was a problem. Um, and then he kind of said that there's a guy getting him players from international teams um, that aren't up to snuff and he knew they weren't going to be. And that guy, I think it might still be there. So depending on who's bringing in those internationals, that guy might not have the best eye, but if Koch is helping him or, or doing it himself, he does and, have a good eye. So, and I think, Coach Trichute, this is nothing about him as a coach or, or, you know, anything like that. But I think Koch is more of a guy that's used to the first team going, hey, this is your, these are your guys. Yeah. Have fun. Yeah. And Koch is going to have to do it this year. That, that's yeah, why for I, sure. I don't think it's him. I don't even think it's some of their best players. Like you mentioned, Evan, I think it's just the organization and depth is going to get them throughout the season. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they're trying to at least just kind of ride out the year when they eventually move into the newer stadium uh, next season when they can make a bigger splash on that market. I hope so. I hope so. That would be great. Rooting for your switchbacks. I love the the team, you know. Yeah. They've had some good years in the past, so. It's a great place to watch a match. I was able to see one in 2015. Mm-hmm. I'm a little surprised to see Memphis here, to be honest. I don't know. I mean, they just don't look. I've, we saw that they were last year, and I don't see anything that makes me think they're any better this year. While a lot of that's other teams are taking some sort of step forward. Maybe that's the D tier. The D tier is you don't really. It doesn't look like you've improved. Mm-hmm. Well, depending on where you are. I mean, there's some teams that they ran back their same roster and still have them in the high level team. Well, but, yeah. That's a budget thing. Yeah. Which is the name of the A tier. True. I think the one that I say the one in D tier that I think I'm op, I'm most optimistic on is actually uh, Loudon. Who over the last yeah, third of the well. year. Over the last third of the year, they if they played that way the whole season, they were a playoff team. Oh yes, they yep, got really good. Yeah. I mean they yeah. lost players, but it's like better uh Montreal, I guess. Yeah. Montreal, but actually I guess step up, so if they, I could see them snag that tenth spot this year. Me too, and I agree with you on Memphis too. I think you stated it perfectly. But yeah, Loudon, like you said, Loudon lost some guys. Like Murphy, I think went to the Rowdies, and uh, a lot of their best players left. But those guys, I feel like, were a little underappreciated when they went to Loudon. 
So maybe someone at Loudon has a good eye too. So that's something to watch. Maybe the veterans coming in will kind of carry the team like I feel like Murphy did. <laughs> uh, C tier. Um, Probably playoffs tier. Bottom yeah, playoffs. Yeah, I think this is the team that you want playoffs for. If you, I think this is if they miss playing round, it's a disappointment. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, El Paso, Reno, St. Louis, San Antonio, Tulsa, Austin, Birmingham, Charlotte, Oklahoma City. Some interesting teams in this, in this tier. It's a fun one. But I think we got all as We all kind of agree on most of these. We all had them as that C, maybe B, maybe D tier for all these teams. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Western Conference finalist El Paso has now fallen down into this tier as well. Yeah, they I had them in B for sure, but I guess some guys had them, or a lot of you guys probably had them in C, maybe two or three of you. Yeah. Two of us had them in B, the other guys had them in C. Mm, yeah. I really like Rejuvenated Tulsa. Yeah, it's... But, you really but like them. <laughs> I, I do, Art Deco, but... Um, Chemistry is my big thing with a team that has that much change year over year. Nudge, nudge. Yeah, I think the other thing that, for me, I've kind of always aware of Tulsa is they've never been a team that's really better than that C tier. Even when they were playing good their first season, they're still just a borderline play-in team. I kind of need to see them take a big step forward, especially on defense. Look good but they have a lot of good signings this year. They've had a lot of good signings. I could see them making a good run, but I kind of need them to prove it and be a good defensive forward to say, yes, they're a good team. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're going to have to figure out how to be this different style team as well. You know, last year you know, I talked to the coach and he was t- saying how last year they relied a lot on set pieces and things like that. Cause they had to, they had to sit back mm-hmm. and counter this year. They're going to try to be a legit team. And sometimes that's harder. It's definitely more of an adjustment for sure. So, um, you know, I think they'll have some an adjustment period and maybe the middle of the season toward end they'll peak and maybe be strong enough to get higher than, than we have them even right now. We'll see. You know, that's another one. It's like you're rooting for them. Like you want a, a bad club that's been around for a long time to kind of recover and become something special, especially when they're getting more money and stuff like that now. Um, if I can if I can stake a claim to something as someone that knew that Santi Moore was going to have a lot of fun out in the Western Conference, <laughs> uh, Bradley Bourgeois is about to eat. I mean, you have Luba Meloto as well with Tulsa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I said Tulsa's taking a step forward, but I'm just scared of that defense who allowed about 70 goals oh, last year. Tulsa was like, hey, Nashville, who don't you want? Great. <laughs> what do they play? They're both forward? Great. Give them a month. Yeah, Bourgeois going to have a lot of fun out in the West, I think. He's going to have some time. He's from Tulsa, too, so that's pretty cool. No, he's a Texas boy. Oh, um, well, Okay. The coach coached him, so I, th- I assumed that yeah, was in Tulsa. Yeah, yeah. My mistake. He's got roots out there, but but he's uh, he's from he's from Cyprus. I say this year also has the now super popular Birmingham side in it. <laughs> you know uh, what was funny? Friend of the show, Hugh Roberts, posted a uh, a tweet of an interview he did with a couple of uh, of, of Charlotte media folks down there uh, for his ESPN radio show, which awesome. Yeah. He was wearing a Legion kit. 
And I was like, what a wild way to announce that you were transferring. He's not, but what a wild way <laughs> that would be to be like, haha, surprise, different team. It's funny. It's just a randomly wear another team's <laughs> kit in the photo op and be like, whoops, sorry, sorry, everybody. Yeah, I think Birmingham's going to come down to how big of an impact people like uh, Brett have coming in on the offense mm-hmm. because Birmingham was the second worst offense. And that's not second worst offense of teams who made the playoffs or second worst offense in the East. They were the second worst offense in the entire league last well, year. Tony, depending on where you put the emphasis, it is the second worst offensive team who made the playoffs. No, they actually were the worst offensive team. Well, I guess if you want to say who scored in the playoffs, but <laughs> yeah. He had a former club I mean, crew player and uh, Alex Cornelli is signing with uh, Birmingham as well. That's right, yeah. I kind of rated him at Columbus. No one else did, so that's fine. But that's a good signing. Yeah, I, I just don't – I think they're going to be in that same group again where it's going to be ninth to 12th place. Birmingham's going to lock in there and maybe get lucky and get out of the playoff round. So – but they brought in some guys, right? So I, I pulled up the roster because I forgot all the guys they got. They got Nico Brett, Alex Cragnale. Um, maybe that's it. Mikey Lopez. Um, maybe that's it. No, Matt Van Okel. I don't know. They pulled in some guys who have experience and are like known commodities. I think they'll be really like, that's good. Yeah. Especially to pull Nico from Pittsburgh, which I didn't see coming. No. Yeah. I just think they're going to need an extra 15 goals this year if they want to be a good team. And I don't think they pulled in the players who actually make that happen. (laughs) Um, what's his name's re- returning? Correct. Sorry, I don't know his name. The oh, uh, Chandler Hoffman. Chandler Hoffman. Yeah. Yep. Chandler Hoffman still under but, contract. But that was like they they got what they got with him. Like I think Brett adds like ten, but I don't think like Nico Brett and Chandler Hoffman are like a a forty goal pairing. So yeah, it's almost like a team of who's needs to play lily ball, but they don't have the offense to actually play lily ball, which is pretty scary to say. Yeah, and I I don't know if you guys saw this, but this was the big news for me. Last year, J.J. Williams was, like, the guy that, like, pulled them into the playoffs, in my opinion, and uh, he just got waived by Columbus. So he's available. If Birmingham can get him, they need to, in my opinion. They got to rustle up the money. I don't think he stays unsigned for much longer. I don't either. I really don't. I You know what? He might even end up over in Pittsburgh. At least circling back to Nico Brett, he scored 17 goals in 2019. But another team I think that we were talking about in chat that I wanted to bring up was uh, Harry had mentioned that Austin Bold is his pick for a side that would drop furthest in the uh, Western Conference. I think it's a good shout. One year older, he said. So, <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, the big transfer that kind of sticks out to me that I'm looking at through the uh, a very helpful USL transfer tracker is that they're able to get Billy Forbes as a free agent. Amovi Akuga is only 28. Sorry. Another That's one. Wild. Alan just said that they lost a lot of guys in, in Reno. Um, so he's listing Clementa, Kasipoli, yeah. Mendiola, Lacroix, Musovski. So, um, yeah, those aren't huge names, but I'm sure they were all goal scorers. And we're looking at a Reno team who finished second in the Western Conference last year mm. on 60 points. Yeah, but it's also Reno, and Reno is always good. Yeah, they're weird hard to play at home. Yeah, I mean, I actually did it while I pulled up the average points gained per game of teams. 
in regular season for like uh, modern USL. Mm. Reno's the second best team in the regular season over all their seasons. And I I have to say they're going to be an okay team again until yeah. they actually prove me wrong. It's not a fluke to be one of the best teams for so many years. Yeah, and there are three seasons of play. They finished third, fifth, and second this past season with definitely their highest uh, finish position in USL. Uh, I had a really big tier B, and Reno was definitely up there for me. And that was a good good thought there, Pony, too. They're an attacking team. They're open. They give up some goals here and there and will lose more games than they should, but they're so good. They just haven't performed in the playoffs. So, yeah. Yep. They're, they're a B tier for me. I would never pick them to win the playoffs, but I think they're going to make it, and they should be on the better end of it. Yeah. Got to figure Speaking. out that playoff thing. Of tier B, we'll move on. Uh, like solid playoff teams. I, yeah, I think yeah. it's like the dark horses. Um, North Carolina, Orange County, New Mexico, uh, Red Bull 2, Sac Republic, San Diego Loyal, Charleston, Battery. Uh, they should be playoff teams. They easily should be playoff teams. There's enough room here for everybody. In fact, it is, uh, what is that? One, two, three, four. Uh, four Western Conference, three Eastern Conference. So that, that works out. I felt bad. Um, My Eastern Conference, it's really top-heavy Eastern Conference for me. No, I mean, I, it's understandable. Oh, but actually, what? I think Harry said that. In, in the Western Conference, from 2 to 12, you know, it's yeah. pretty hard to mix it up. So... I think that's true. That's why this this tier and the tier below it has tons and tons of Western Conference teams. Um, I'd love to talk about Orange County for two seconds, if I may. Please. Uh, their relationship with Rangers is going to be really interesting to watch this year. Um, Agreed. They brought in um, Cammy Palmer, Cameron Palmer. <laughs> who is a 19-year-old uh, who has dual citizenship with Canada and Northern Ireland, um, has 13 Scottish Championship games where he has one goal and two assists in, like, 845 minutes um, and is on loan um, until November 30th with Orange County. Or, uh, sorry. With Rangers? No, with Orange County. With Orange County. Yeah, so he's he's a Rangers two boy. Uh, Rangers loaned him out to Partick Thistle, and now he's in Orange County. Um, I think he'll be an interesting one to watch. And then Daniel Finlayson is another Northern Irish kid that they, they jettisoned off to Orange County. Um, and he has UEFA Youth League experience this year. Uh, two goals and, and one yellow card and five appearances. Um Let's not gloss over the uh, big signing of who's made his return back to USL with Sean Acoli. Yeah, and Ugo just joined. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, like, Thomas Ennevoldson getting balls from Sean Acoli. I'm excited to see how he does if he's lost a step since last in USL. I guess, has he been in New York all this time, or did he go somewhere no, else? No, he's he, he, Yeah. Um, he went to um, a side over in Sweden. 
and I that I won't try and pronounce. Um, yeah, it's out in Norway, and he's coming in from another side in Austria. And before he, he is now returning to uh, Orange County. In that time, he didn't um, really play too much of a season and only scored about five goals in that interim. Yeah, uh, Orange County, I think, I mean, two you guys had him down in the B tier. I had him in A, and I think you guys are sleeping on Orange County. I think they actually could be, I mean, I, I think they're in the conversation for the third best team in the entire league right now. Oh, they, oh, wow. oh, dude. Yeah. I say they lost one player so far. They lost Seton, which is, I mean, it's a big loss, but look at all the talent they brought in. They brought in Okoli. They brought in Anna Voldson. They brought in Kasiple. I mean, they brought in all the guys from the Rangers on loan. And this mm-hmm. is a team that has got better than last year. And I remember going into the playoffs last year, I was saying when they matched up with the, with the Monarchs, the team that won that game, if Phoenix didn't win the West, it was going to be one of those two teams. And it went through that way. And Orange County is going to be a very dangerous team this year. Mm. I think they're clearly the second best team in the West. And I think you could really make the argument it's between them and maybe spoilers of them in Miami for number three in the league right now. I like it. I know OC was injured in the beginning of last year and got a late start Mm. and they did catch up toward the end of the season. Um, so I'm not doubting that, Phony. I think they're a talented team that knows how to win when they figure things out. But um, they did also lose Sutton. So it's like a Coley kind of has to come in and be Sutton. You know what I mean? Or better. Yeah. I um, mean, it, they brought in two people who could easily, who both could easily have 10 goals. Okay. I mean, I think mm. right there, that's worth the loss of him. Yeah. I mean, that's high praise. I, I'm not there. I'm not there. I, I'm, I would give them, you know, third or fourth in the West, but I'm not sure. And I, think, I think they were smart to get Frederick Dew from Hartford as well. Yeah, they've um, made a lot of good moves. This yeah, yeah, they picked up Rob Kiernan from South End United, which is an interesting one. Uh, although, you know, never, never bet against a uh, <laughs> an Irish guy that's been kicking around in lower leagues and in the UK, so, especially said, at that age. I said Sutton, it's Seton. My bad. Y'all knew what yeah. I meant. That's all right. Hey, uh, speaking of things that are all right, A tier. Uh, no, um, just kidding, Phil. I should give you some props. Uh, Charleston Battery seem revitalized in a big way. The, cl- um, the club structure and everything yeah yeah so it'll be interesting to see how they do now that they have an actual uh structure and a smart owner a guy that gets it he gets the soccer side the grassroots side it's exciting so pony is that an adequate amount of love for sacramento republic all right i i've actually has actually lower on the middle of the people that maybe my classic pessimistic attitude from living in Sacramento, being a Sacramento sports fan, uh, coming through there. My but, boy, Drew Scunders scored, scored twice. Yeah, I mean, they did have a good one against San Jose in a friendly, but we'll see how it goes. I think somewhere around what they did last year is more or less where I think they're going to be. Mm. I don't think they have enough talent to really win the West or make a super deep playoff run, but I do think they will be in that same range where fourth to seventh, something like that. They'll be relevant. They'll be a good team. They'll have 
enough talent where they could get hot and they could make a deep run, but I just don't really see it from what they currently have. I'm not sure if they're just not quite ready to make that let's sell out for MLS next year move. Mm. I'm sure that could be part of why they're not doing anything major yet, but some signings for them that got me is they got Rodrigo Lopez back. Who's, you know, the guy that basically got them to the final in their first year. Right. And then Carlton Belmar is there. So I could see him being really good in an open system like Sacramento, even like a bomb it and go kind of thing. Like Belmar can definitely do that. Well, Thomas Hilliard Arce yeah. is a bit of a deep shout, um, but I've always thought he was better than the Galaxy allowed him to be on the field. It's crazy that he was like a first round, like a really high first round pick for them, yeah. and now he's there. It is. I yeah, think they're going to be good. Some, that's it. They've lost some scoring talent too. They, I mean, Andy Olsen's gone. Yeah. Uh, Bonomo retired randomly. So that was two very talented offensive players from then. They brought. It brought back some people, but what I what I what I do like, and this is a weird, just kind of coincidental thing, but I it it might mean something. It's kind of nice that you have two guys on your team that play in positions that they need to communicate to each other. Who you know won four NCAA titles in a row. That's always useful. You know, in 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 the backyard they play in now. So. That's that's nice. Nice to see Drew Gundrich and Thomas Hilliard are say together. I like it. Yeah, they, I say they could be good. I think putting them in the high and B, low and A is probably the right area for Sacramento. Yeah, yeah. I like that. A tier, uh, Indy Eleven, Pittsburgh Riverhounds, Real Monarchs, Tampa Bay Rowdies, and Miami FC. The you know, budget pony. Why did you say, damn it? What did you say earlier? You were like, yeah, budget helps with that. It's the, yeah, budget helps with that. <laughs> it is. In the 11. Oh, let's bring in Connor Antlin and Drew Connor and mm-hmm. Jeremy Raffanello and Carl Hayworth and Nick Moon and Jefferson Contreras who played for um, Deportivo Cali's U20s. Like, you know, Oh, and we didn't lose anybody either. All right, great. Yep. You'll be fine. You know, just the Real Monarchs don't lose anybody all the time anyway. Tampa Bay Rowdies bought half the players in the world, and Miami bought the other half. Um, um, yeah, if you're just going to scroll through um, Miami, uh, aside from the players that did resign, they got like they got Romario Williams from Columbus. We take in Vincent Bezencourt, Lance Rosenboom, resign. Brian Silvestri getting. Basically moved up from Madison into Miami, and then Sebastian Valquez from El Paso. This will be a very good team that will be playing in USL this year. Yeah, I actually had Miami in like the middle of the low tier A team. Then mm-hmm. trying to or kind of debating online with someone about why they should be a tier team and convince myself they should be a top tier A team at the same at the same time, and that on paper. Miami is just completely stacked. There's no reason why they shouldn't be a top couple team of the East. It's just a matter of they come together good enough with all their new players, despite having half the roster played in in, uh, Nisa last season. Their two starting center backs are going to be old man Lawrence alone and Hassan and Dom. (laughs) That's awesome. 
That's put great. lots of them in a in a in a in a time capsule and go back like four years, and that's horrifying. <laughs> it's probably like scary enough now, but like, good god! I mean, great both of them in their prime would be air quotes their prime because Hassan and Dom is twenty one, and that means he's over the hill. I mean, I put Miami in my uh, B tier just because uh, since we saw Sacramento in 2014, we hadn't quite seen a team in that, like, tr- an expansion side, USL side, truly, like, just dominate the league up to that point. I just always had that hesitancy that uh, any new expansion side may play well, but they may have trouble getting over that final hump. I mean, they're not a brand new team, though. They have about, they have like 10 to 12 people brought back that played together last year. Mm. It's new for the USL, but I think that's enough uh, chemistry to not have them be like, hey, brand new team popped up out of nowhere like San Diego. I mean, these guys know each other to a certain extent. And if the new guys could integrate themselves very well quickly, Miami's going to be in that top position chase, especially if the team we haven't talked about yet starts off like they did last year. I guess I was more looking at it as uh, coming up from Nisa when you had to play the likes of Atlanta SC and that driver's Philadelphia Fury. Well, you, you didn't have to do that second part. <laughs> Former Philadelphia Fury. There you go. Uh, hey, Lance Roseboom's there, too. Just, you know. And Burton Griffiths. There's another, yeah. there's another name. They're loaded, but, like, they're still... It's new. It's, it's a new loaded. league. Yeah, it's a new yeah. league for them. And like you've said, but if you looked at Indy and Nashville last year, the beginning of the year before we started, we would say similarly that those teams were loaded. I think they're pretty close as far as roster build. <clears throat> so yeah. that combined with a, a new league, I think they'll struggle at first, at least, and they could, you know, fly high by the end. But I don't. I don't think they'll go crazy this year. I think next year, if they do the same thing again and keep a lot of their roster, they're going to destroy. That's my bet. Yeah, and we all agree on this tier, too. I think looking at it, uh, Ryan was the only one who had any of these guys out of the top top tiers, and that was dropping Miami down one, and Phil had Real Monarchs down in the tier B, but everyone else mm-hmm. had him as a A or even S tier in some cases. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Real Monarchs, I, I know I'm low on them, um, but I think it just depends on who they keep and who they send up. And, you know, they're putting a lot more faith than they ever did in the USL players at Real Salt Lake. And so, mm-hmm. you know, if we don't see Jack Blake down there every single game or if we don't see little bits of Chang here and there, are, are there enough players to, like, reboot and, and make them as good as they were last year? I think their system is a big play in that, and so I think the answer very well could be yes, but uh, they've looked terrible in preseason without those guys, so if they don't get them, I think they're they're kind of screwed, but if they do, um, you know, I'm going to be wrong on that one. I mean, I agree. I had them on, like, the very, very end of the age here for me because they lost a lot of big players, and let's not forget, last year they did win it all, but they weren't the number one seed. They never were running away at the West. They were always in that middle pool, which is kind of that low-end A, high-end B setup. And they just got hot at the right time, brought off a lot of good performances and wins. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be the same this year for them. They got to get, what is it, Joe Gallardo up and running? Is that name correct? Uh-huh. Yeah, we got. they got to get him up to speed with the USL Championship, and maybe they can make a comeback there. 
I mean, if we're going to look at uh, Real Monarchs getting hot at the right time, from September 14th until they won the final, they only lost once. Yeah. They could do it for sure. That certainly helps. Uh, The Hounds only have 15 people on the roster, but I know that doesn't matter because it's not (laughs) the beginning of the season yet. I dare, I dare you all defenders. to, dare you all to doubt him. Dare you, <laughs> like I did I'm last not, year. Like trembling at this, like I don't know anything about Mark Lindstrom. I don't know anything about Shelly Asani, which is what I'm going to go with. Um, He's a woman. Mark Lindstrom's a UNCW guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you know, like Anthony um, Wimbia that grabbed from Bowling Green. Like it's. You know, it's Bob Lilly doing Bob Lilly things, and you know that's worked every year before. So why why not yeah. again? Because I'm not dumb this year, and I won't say it. Papa Mensa stays in USO, moving over from Nashville. That's a big one for sure. I think he's going to do yeah. well. Um, Kevin Kerr retired. That's a big one that I have to mention. It's true. Big yeah, I mean it's it's good that he's in with the team big fan of that guy but yeah i agree the team will miss his presence for sure on the field valeski had his option decline i know um phil from his son with st louis that you always like to keep an eye on valeski (laughs) did he go somewhere yet i feel like he did or is it i might have been thinking of someone else yeah no he's with um is it hartford colorado springs i think over to colorado springs there you go Hmm. I couldn't well, believe, yeah, yeah. We got him, Phil. You're safe. <laughs> Thanks, pal. <laughs> he can't hurt you now. He's in Colorado. <laughs> Unless St. Louis changes conferences again. Yeah, right. Oh, there's that. Never too late. Phil, there's always a chance he can hurt you. <laughs> you never know. Uh, hey, S tier, no surprise. There's only two teams left. It's Louisville City and Phoenix. Okay, great. Yeah, these two teams should be their expectations should be winning the title. Yeah, yeah. Hey, look, this is the this their expectations are high. We'll see you in the final. The big topic is did Phoenix reload the right way and did they get they enough? Nine hundred people <laughs> asterisk. It wasn't that many. It was a lot. But I, like I like I like reading the debates. It's been fun for sure. Oh, uh, but like Moore kind of leads yeah. all the brand new signings, and then you return players like Hey Junior Flemings, Kevon Lambert, Solomon Asante. If you look at other ones, you get Sam Stanton over from Dundee United, uh, Lagos Kunga up from on loan from Atlanta United. That's a big one. I forgot about him. He's good. Yeah. Darnell King is uh, staying in U.S. Dallas. He signed over from Nashville. Jordan Schweitzer changes Colorado Springs for Phoenix. It's going to be good. It's going to be I mean, good. You could basically make a team of just the people Phoenix has brought in this season. Yeah, and they'd probably be a B-tier team. It would be. I mean, <laughs> you know what I really you know what I really want, though? Um, Besides four players. You I could want make a team from that. I want everyone to do a futsal team, like a like a five aside futsal team. Um, and I want Phoenixes to be Kevon Lambert, John Vaccaro, Junior Fleming, Santi Moore, and Solomon Asante. 
and I just want to watch them break people's ankles for like 20 minutes. That'd be a lot of fun. That would be yeah, a not lot, mine, a lot not of fun. Not mine. No one get any ideas, but you know. <laughs> USL All-Star Break Challenge. Yeah, USL All-Star Break Challenge just split my legs wide open, please. <laughs> just, just, just just turn my legs into powder. And then going over towards the other side, hey, Louisville remains pretty much mostly the same side that they have. Yeah, they got a they got a pretty good goal scorer back. Corbin Bones signed from yep, Cincinnati comes in. <laughs> and you bring in Cameron Lancaster on loan from Nashville. That's who I met. Corbin Bone. <laughs> Carson. Yeah, naming players that I've seen. No, cool. yeah. Wilmington Hammerhead, who had spent a little bit of time up in MLS with FC Cincinnati. Or Philadelphia Union. Come on now. Carson at Lu- in Lou City said he's excited for a kill Watts from Mallorca. So that's pretty cool for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I listen, if Cameron Lancaster can can go back to being Cameron Lancaster, like everyone in USL knows him, then that's gonna be a bit of an issue. And yeah. he also exercise the option on Anthony and Hope not. Did they do yeah, I mean, what I it? think he's back or he's yeah. not back, sorry. No, he's back. Yeah, okay. the option Good. on him. Yeah, I mean, it's just I th- I think with what Louisville's done, I think they're actually become the favorites for me this this season. Plus, you're getting into the new stadium. Yeah, that's huge. Uh, that's huge. The joke's going to be they're not going to do as well this year, and everyone's going to blame the grass and the turf and the dirt and the mouth, mm, mm, the level playing field, as it were. Yeah, I can <laughs> I can hear Reddit now. Yeah. I can't because I choose not to. <laughs> um, yeah, Nashville can recall Cameron Lancaster. I don't think that's a part of their plan. No, I don't think so. I don't, I don't know. And you really, like, unless unless Nashville's forwards go down, like, and they need a dude for some, for some depth, they have, what is that, one, two, three, four. They have four center forwards. And I can't imagine they set up it to like everything that they've said makes it seem like they're not going to play two guys up up front. No, I don't think so either. Like they're going to want to, they're going to want to play deep. So I don't think there's a whole lot of danger. I say this now in February of Cameron Lancaster going back to, to Nashville. Um, I say, I don't think there's a whole lot of danger from the perspective of Louisville city fans. Not, uh, I, I notice how I didn't say, I don't think there's a whole lot of, uh, uh, potential for everyone to be relieved by Cameron Lancaster going back up to Nashville. Um, but yeah, I, you know, and listen, that roster is so consistently similar and what it is. And Hackworth has those guys into that system yeah. and they really want that third star. Um, not to say that Phoenix really doesn't want their first, but, um, it's two teams that have gone about <laughs> trophy hunting in very different ways. Yeah, I like that. I mean, last year's Phoenix team, we saw their unbelievable run that they had in the season, which unfortunately came up short in the playoffs. But if you looked at my ELO ratings, that was statistically the best side uh, we had seen in USL history. Can I bring it back? There are some teams we didn't mention. Um, yeah, go for it. Uh, tier B, looking at that again, oh. we didn't say a lot about um, North Carolina FC, New Mexico United, yeah. Red Bull 2 being a little bit weird this year, and then San Diego Loyal, where they've got some great signings, but they're a new team. Those are all teams. Pony, I don't know. What do you think about a few of those you've spoken about already offline? 
Yeah, I think they all are in that really high upside group. I mean, that's B is the teams who I think are the ones who we go, oh, yeah, if they make a completely dominant run, none of us are going to go, how did this ever happen? Mm. But I think they're going to more slide into that. These are a good team. You need to be concerned about them as a team week to week. Like, you don't want to see – you never want to go to New Mexico. You never want to go to San Diego. Mm. Presumably, I don't actually have – Maybe it's going to be a good place to play. Who knows? But I think there are there's teams who have a lot of potential, but there's just one or two missing pieces that keep us afraid of saying they're actually going to be an elite side. Um. Yeah, I mean, I really like Loyal's roster makeup. Um, like, it's Jake Fenlass, and then it's Joe Greenspan, and Amra Clementa, and... Jack Metcalf's there and Salzizo came out of retirement to do this, which is fun. Um, and like Colin Martin and Charlie Adams are there. Um, but again, new team. Those dudes haven't played with each other for more than a month right now. Who knows? I will say Loyal did have a, I know you had mentioned in chat that you don't rate preseason as much, but they yeah. did have at least a decent win over a Costa Rican top flight team. I think the USL is catching up to uh, middle of Costa Rica and lower a little bit. Yeah, I'm looking at their team. It's going to be okay. I just don't see this lineup they have as being anything that you could call elite. It's just going to be, they're okay. They're decent. They're an above average team. And I think that's all you can really say about them. There's no one on that roster that makes you go, oh no, them. I'm terrified of that player. Hmm. Yeah, I wonder if we'll kind of look back on this uh, San Diego side that they'll kind of become like an El Paso, Austin, or New Mexico team, all three of which were playoff teams from last year, El Paso 6th, but Austin 8th, New Mexico 10th, that they may start out hot and then just kind of stay always consistently in the playoff picture, but not one of those light the world on fire teams. Yeah, I I think that's what their story is going to be. They're going to be one of those teams who shows up, probably makes playoffs and probably doesn't last too long in the playoffs. Um, I, I like New Mexico's, I like some of their moves. Like Kalen Ryden's a good, a good move. Landon Southwick was really high on him when we had him on before the final. Um, David Neum's there. Andrew Tenari's there. Uh, Amanda Moreno's there. That's a fun one. That's a weird one. Like how bring in uh, Romeo Parks. Yeah. They brought in that guy. (laughs) Forgot. Um, Online from Sligo Rivers. Yeah, they're. I I heard good things out of Ireland. I will say, um, I talked to Cod Murphy from uh, the Greatest League in the World podcast and the Forgotten Clubs podcast, and then he said he showed well and and he got on with people in Sligo. So who knows? Yeah, okay, just kicked that can down the road. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Good. Good. Um, yeah, uh, you know, North Carolina, anytime you lose your captain, it's going to be a weird one. But I mean, I think that roster is largely unchanged from last year. At least yeah, it seems, probably. yeah, I mean, it all seems mostly, uh, pretty straightforward. Manny Perez on loan from Celtic is the one player that I'm pretty excited for, but they also bring in, uh, Haji Berry from Ottawa Fury. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you resign Alex Bacchus, so. North Carolina will be bringing back a rather solid team. I mean, this was an NCSC side who finished in seventh of um, the Eastern Conference last year. 
And uh, I've, I've actually, I can't remember who it was, but Louisville was trying to sign someone this year that they didn't get. But if they keep aiming for like the kind of players they're looking for as like depth replacements for later in the season, and if they continue and NCFC continue to find those young uh, national team players that have gone abroad yeah. and could come back, like those guys could be stunners in the USL. And I, I just hope to see more of those guys. It's fun. Phil, did you mean that Louisville City tried to get a new crest and just didn't do that? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was talking about. And yeah, it was okay, so actually. good, too. It was so good. <laughs> Great. Good thought there. Good thought. Thank you. Thank you. Do, thank we, you. do we need to talk about Birmingham and Birmingham? Would you would you like to talk about either of those? Oh, 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 okay. I it's been beaten to death, but it's fun. Yes. <laughs> I really think that we should. I think it's wild that a USL championship team got a shout out in a English football league championship match. It's incredible. Their I fans were rabid against Memphis. I know. I feel so sorry for the Memphis social media guy. That is a bruise to Memphis social media guy or human. Um or dog, who knows? I think he's dead, but, um, actually. Just calling sick for a week at that point. <laughs> I I can't imagine, and and I'm sure I I hope it's all in in jest, but I can't imagine going to to the owner or whatever or whoever. I guess the director of communications at that point. Yeah, your boss, and then that, but whatever. Um, and just going, oh yeah, um, our our interactions are really through the roof this week and they'll be like oh cool what happened uh, a bunch of people from birmingham in england found us <laughs> so and then what, was, what was crazy it, uh didn't birmingham figure out that they played the roughnecks like forever ago like in the 70s yeah it was, yeah yeah and they brought that up that was really cool that was cool they know their history my two favorite uh things that uh I found kind of related as like memes that were shared online. One I created and the one that uh, um, the great Mike Pendleton created was, it was that one meme of the guy talking to the really disinterested girl in a bar with the comment, yeah. like, this is happening somewhere in Birmingham with the guy saying, it's like, so yeah, there's this team over in the, over in the United States called Birmingham Legion, like dot, dot, dot. And then the one that <laughs> I shared on Reddit, you guys can go back to the USO Pro site and read it it was the two arms holding one it i had birmingham legion on one arm birmingham city on the other yeah. with holding in the middle finishing the table in the championship yeah that was so good <laughs> it's, it's absolutely gonna be true uh, I, I i do actually you know what the best part is the birmingham city fans chanting what was it like shit on the memphis yep yeah during one of birmingham city's games <laughs> Did, like so the time that's broken. That's such like a like a five layer deep joke. Because <laughs> it's like the players don't know. Like, I, well, uh, do, so my big question is: Do people in England know what Memphis is? No, because I mean Elvis. But I guess. But I mean, and then it's like, oh yeah, they're they're chirping a rival team. No, 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 not of their club, and not even of an affiliate. <laughs> Yeah, it's just a club that has the same city name as they do. I mean, did we even really consider Memphis and Birmingham rivals like last year? No, thank you. Thank you. I did not I know how they were. Yeah, I will say if you're looking at the 2020 schedule, third game of the year for Birmingham, they actually travel to Memphis at AutoZone yeah. Park on Saturday, March 28th. I know we're never going to see them, but I'd love to see the ESPN Plus numbers for that match. 
<laughs> well, international it's is for the international right? one. Yeah, we got to watch YouTube for that. Yeah. Oh, you're right. <laughs> I'll be and curious to a chat. Not only that, this will be probably the highest interactive uh, like USO match that we've seen since it was on, still on YouTube, and we had a bunch of foreign gamblers come in and try and ask like what the quality of the league is. I remember that. Good, mm, good times. Good times. Good times. People talking talking to people from Portugal while I watch Vancouver and Los Dos face off against each other. <laughs> oh, Happens. We do get the pleasure of having Birmingham and Memphis face off three times this year. Great. Good scheduling. Awesome. Good scheduling. It's like they knew. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, guys, any other thoughts? No, man. This is good. All right. Cool. Um, if you want to follow us, you can do that at the USL show. Feel free to download our podcast anywhere you get your podcast. If you found it without listening to us previously, please get in touch. Let us know how you did that. I'm curious. Uh, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, all that fun stuff. Uh, you can find... Uh, well, actually, I'll, I'll let you guys do it, partly because I forget what Pony's handle is, so sue me. Uh, Ryan, what's your Twitter handle? And what's my favorite airport in the Carolinas? Uh, my Twitter handle is at ILM underscore Ryan. Yeah. Right, that was my favorite airport. Uh, Pony, what's your Twitter handle? If people need to tell you how wrong you are about how good uh, Sacramento is going to be. Yeah, I'm just, I expect hate at this point in my life, but it's always at USL underscore Pony. Right. Or actually, I should have said, what's your Twitter handle for when the USL interns have to find you? As a part it's of still the same, but initiation onboarding game where they're like, please go find Pony. And they'll be like, ah, genuine. Is he here? It's like, this is a practical joke, right? No, no, this is your life now. Congratulations. I hope more people than just Phil get the genuine joke mm. when this episode drops. Surely if they, they do. don't. It's fine. Uh, I don't think I'm that old, but maybe I am. Uh, Phil, where can people find you? Uh, Phil Grooms, two L's, two O's. Yeah, yeah. Where can people find the more popular, successful version of you that gets mm, mentioned? That's right. At Phil Groom, one yeah. L, no S. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you've made the burner account. That's yeah. actually a more successful account than your account. Super, uh, you know. That guy, that guy does a show called uh, Layover Soccer, <laughs> which is where you're stuck in an airport for a couple hours yeah. so you crank out a few articles. Uh huh. That sounds like someone, that would definitely happen for sure. I, I think that's just what Matt Doyle does. <laughs> maybe so. Maybe, maybe. Uh, anyway, if you need to hear more of me or, or not read any of my opinions or stay away from me on Twitter or what have you, add Speak, Evan Speak. It's the only thing that I do consistently besides disappoint my parents. So thank you so much for asking. Um, other than that, Tulsa, feel free to send me a kit. I'll wear it. Thanks I mean, for anything, feel free to send me a cat. Yeah, there. really, if anyone wants to send a first, <laughs> I have space. If you can, well, four people will see it. There's a little spot nice. right there behind that redacted team scarf and that redacted team banner. Um, yeah, so feel free to send us stuff. We'll be all on scarves. See the scarf? I, scarves are flags. Yeah. Well, I, we can't see Ryan, so I think he's probably just lying to us about that. Yeah, I think he just lays his scarves out on the floor and sleeps on them because he's in college. <laughs> anyway, until next week, folks, thanks for listening. And uh, we do only have one rule here, and that's don't be a dick. <laughs> <laughs>